Hello. Hi. And welcome back to another episode of Theater, theater Thoughts. Thoughts. I'm Ty Etherton. And I'm Kira Sweeney. And we're two former theater kids now turned forever theater adults. Whether we like it or not. Listen, it's not terminal. But it is a condition that we live with every single day. And we're talking about all things theater, education, and the performing arts. So let's get into some Theater, theater Thoughts. Thoughts. Hello, Kira. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's currently raining outside. Uh, and Lulu, who you've heard multiple times on the pod, um, has jumped into my lap. And yeah. so she's going to be side saddling okay. this, uh, yeah. this entire sidecar. Um, a distinct memory of mine just popped into my head where my neighbor Kayla and I were dancing outside when it was raining. And we were like, it's raining. It's boring. <laughs> Old man, it's snoring. And we were like dancing like it was it was iconic. I think of like Lady Gaga rain on me if I was outside now. Work. Like work. Shout out to the Chromatica Ball. <laughs> um, hey, today's episode is really special because we have uh, a special guest amongst our presence here today. Um, and this special guest is really important because ultimately it's the reason that we've met. The Absolutely. reason we are as kooky and crazy uh, as we are together. Yes. Um how would you define this this guest? Um, <laughs> there are no words. <laughs> there no, better be. Um, She's sitting right here. Uh, I don't know. I just like I if when I think about my theater career, I just think of her. I love it. She's truly girl boss number one. Absolutely. There is no one that girl bosses the more girly boss. Icon than, herself. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm introduction to the one, the only Larry Lee McDaniel. If we had an applause button. If we had a studio audience, they would be like, yeah. (laughs) Hey, Queen, what are you up to? Hello. Um, I just got back from a lovely training in Florida and a little bit of vacation, too. Of course. Because when in in Rome. Kind of like, you know, like function where you're like, I get to do something that like I like to do, like learn about new stuff. And then I get to go have some fun. Absolutely. And I went to Epcot for the first time, which is I amazing. Can't believe you've ever never been to Epcot. Yeah. I went. I rode the Avatar road, ride twice. It Word. was the Isn't most amazing. It's new now. I thought that was in Animal Kingdom. Oh, maybe that is. Well, Epcot. But the Ratatouille, Epcot. the Ratatouille, Tootie. Ratatouille. Ratatouille is in Epcot now. Yeah, my favorite part oh. about Epcot is the food. Uh, I would love to start drinking. I want to do drinking around the world, but I heard that you get sloshed. Well, yeah, because there's like 15, 16 different countries, maybe even more than that. Which is crazy because when I'm here in Denver, it's not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) It's the altitude. Um, Hey, we are so excited to have you on the pod because you are not only instrumental into the successes of both of us, which you know, I'm not going to pump you up because it'll go straight to your head. So not Clearly. even right. <laughs> um, but you truly are instrumental to our success. And and as we celebrate uh, 10 years of our company next week, which we'll get into some of that, um, we really wanted to bring you on the show to talk about um, what it means to to build yourself from the ground up um, in in the theater industry and and the successes and the challenges and what you look for and what it means to be a good director and producer and what it means to find those people and create that community. We've talked a lot about community in this um, 
or throughout the episodes. Um, and so really getting your perspective, because like we said, you are a absolute icon in the success of our company and and in theater and theater education in the state of Colorado. Well, and I don't think either of us like genuinely when you asked me to help you with the musical when I was a sophomore in high school, I don't think either of us like could have anticipated where like we are today. Right. Yeah, had you asked me what 10 years ago yeah, if yeah. this would still be a thing. Right. You yeah. know, it started out as you know, a cool way because let's be real, right? Kids in Highlands Ranch, not every kid in Highlands Ranch can afford theater camp or right. even activities in the summer. Like that, it's just not possible for all kids. Right. And so yeah. that was the whole theory behind all of this is like, we just wanted it to be successful or sorry, we just wanted to be accessible. Yes. I just wanted any kid that wanted to do musical theater in our state, really. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, right? Mm -hmm. But in Highlands Ranch and the surrounding areas, um, we wanted everybody to have a shot. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I think we've take that, taken that and not only run with it, mm -hmm. but Usain Bolt sprint with it, it seems like. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> okay, first and foremost, before we get into the nitty gritty about all of that, when did you know that you were a theater thought? When did the bug catch you growing up and you started doing theater? So this might shock you. Um, not till I was 22. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> I actually think I remember hearing this story. Yeah. Like I was a dancer, right? So mm -hmm. I dance, but in dance, you don't have to talk to people. Yeah. Like right. you just do your thing on stage and you call it good. Um, and then I did marching band and um, I went to Texas A&M and got almost all the way through a journalism degree and went, oh, this is unfortunate because none of this is for me. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I auditioned for a show called Respect um, at A&M and was cast in a part and then the next year the director was leaving because it's a had you ever they, been in a show before no outside of like a dance that. production no outside of That's dance crazy no way um and so that i got cast and loved it and it, it was cyclical so they do it every year for the incoming freshmen and they asked me to be the assistant director work following year and i went oh acting is great but directing is what I love the right. most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when my journalism uh, internship didn't work out, mm -hmm. uh, I called my dad because that's what I do. I call my dad yeah. and I cry. Mm -hmm. uh, right. And he was like, you know, I, and I won't ever forget this quote, like do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he just kept repeating that. And he was like, well, I know you love musical theater. So why not that? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I went back to AM and arranged it to where I could do a dual degree and do one internship in theater. Um, and it counted for both. And so I added a year and a half and got a theater degree. That's awesome. Whoa. And my mom was like, you're not doing this. You can't go do theater. That's impossible. You will never right. do anything. Watch me. Watch me, mama. And, well, right? And so she goes, well, I'll make you a deal. She goes, I know you're passionate about it. So get an education certification. Mm. And I never thought I wanted to teach. Right. And the first day I stepped into Tiger Theater at AM Consolidated, I was like, that's it. Yeah. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like yeah. 
education then at that point became uh, a first choice and an only choice mm-hmm. and not a backup. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, when we like all have that. Like that. That story of like, it's never too late to like find what you love. I mean, mm-hmm. like 22 in the grand scheme of things is like, you were still so young. But it's crazy to think that like we're we get pigeonholed into this box at like 18 when we graduate high school. That's like you have to know exactly right. what you're doing and exactly where you're going. But like that's not the case at all. When I feel like feel you out. can stumble upon what you love and it, you can do it for 10, 20, like however many years after that. And I feel like kids are being like forced into that box younger and younger. Yeah. That like yes. we got to give people an opportunity to yeah. try everything. Well, and that's, you know? I mean, at, at its core, like you were saying, that's kind of what we want to do. We want to give kids the opportunity to explore the performing arts and see if that's their thing. Right. If it is, and, great. And if it's not. And as you were just great. talking about this week alone, you've reached out to a lot of former students and some of them are doing performing arts and some of them are doing stuff that's completely different than that. But like having that space for those kids to see if that is something they want to do is like really, really cool. Very cool. I think the cool thing is like, they're all, there's one theme that kind of runs through everybody that I've talked to the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Everybody's happy, successful adults. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether so or not like, performing arts is, is their go-to. Yeah. And yep. that's very cool. Oh, okay. Now it's time to talk about the giant feat that you have taken and that is the theater company that both kira and i work for front range theater company in which you took from from the ground up so i guess my question is how did you stumble upon front range because you your story ended just now with you in texas now pursuing theater education knowing that this is what it is so how did you get to colorado and how did you stumble upon this company so I got a wild hair when I graduated, right? Um, when I graduated with my master's and I was like, I want to try to be on stage because I didn't want to go into a classroom having never done some kind of out of college theater. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I got this internship that allowed me to do, to direct children's theater in Houston for ACE theater. And then to be a part of the cabaret, cabaret, cast of cabaret. Cool. Um, it, at the Water Tower Theater in Addison, Texas. Work. So I did that um, my last summer, and then I got recruited to the University of Memphis. So went to the University of Memphis. I was a professor for two years. Work. I ran the Michael D. Rose Theater and did their um, performance series. So, so cool. did that. And then that was around the time the recession hit. And I knew like the writing was on the wall, right? I knew my job was going to be eliminated and I missed kids. And I was like, you know, college is great, but it's not where I'm most passionate. And so (laughs) this is going to sound crazy. I literally threw darts at a map. I love that. (laughs) Like legitimately, I still have the map. It's like framed somewhere in my office. Like I'm still unpacking, but um, one landed in Colorado, one landed in Oregon, and one landed in Washington state. And Work. I put applications so they in. They really wanted you to go west. Who, yeah. Whoever yes. was hiding that dart was. <laughs> Either that or I've got a like real leaning Which left. Also, <laughs> the three places aren't, you didn't throw it to like a crappy place. I think. No. <laughs> oh yeah, if I had, like hit like. Like, uh, like, like Billings, Coca, Montana or something. Like, um, let's just pretend I threw that I'm good, else. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So you just put applications to all three of those places. 
I did. And um, Mountain Ridge Middle School was the first place to call me back and called me while I was at work. I was prepping for a show. The Indigo Girls were coming in that night. Work. So we work. were getting ready for that concert. And um, Kathy Russell called me and said, you know, we'd like to offer you an interview. And I was like, great, I'll do it on the phone. I hung up and I can't explain this to you, but I started bawling work. and I went, what did, what, like, there was something greater at work, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Fully. So I called my mom and I said, well, I have an interview, but like, I'm going to do it over the phone. And I kind of suck on the phone. I don't really want to do that on the phone. She goes, call your boss, tell your boss, you have an emergency. I will meet you at your house. My mom meets me at my house with a 12 pack of Mountain Dew and a bag of Cheetos. And we drove overnight. Um, That's so cool. I got there with enough time to buy a new pair of heels because getting gas at 2 a.m., I took the heel off of my shoe that I was nice. going to wear for nice. You're like, shit. <laughs> One more thing. Right. One more. So I got in at enough time. Like we got in at noon. And my interview was at three. So I went to Park Meadows, bought a pair of heels, went to the hotel, took a shower and prepped what I was going to say for the Mountain Ridge interview Yeah. and walked in and maybe gave the best interview I've ever given in my life because Amazing. I was so hopped up on adrenaline. Chip, I'm all jacked up on Mountain <laughs> Yeah, Maria. It was but Mountain like, Dew, Cheeto Pops. And... and the spirit of the performing arts. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like my mom's always been my big adventure buddy, you know, so cool. yes to everything. So, um, yeah. And they offered was me that the job. like in the spring prior to you starting at Mountain Ridge in the fall? That was June. Oh, 5th. okay. So even sooner than that. That was June 5th. And I packed everything I could in my car and I moved, um, into a hotel when I first got Work. to Mountain Ridge and I lived in a, I don't think any of you guys know this. No, I lived I, in a hotel for almost the first year I worked in Mountain Ridge. whole year? Almost. I think I moved, I guess it was like, we finally moved into a place in February, like late January, early February. Okay. Yeah. So like yeah. half the school year had gone. Still crazy. That That's nuts. Yeah. 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 And, and then you got to meet me. Yep, that's true. Seventh, I'm a seventh grader. grader, and my life was changed forever. <laughs> We're not gonna say if it was for the good or uh, uh, not, but um, uh, and then you, um, oh yeah, okay, found so, Front Range. Yep. So then my first year at Mount Ridge, um, you know, everybody needs a side gig. Everybody needs something. The side hustle. That's the life of the teacher. Right. So um, the first summer I was there, um. I was at the library and they were performing page to stage was performing. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of a cool company. Like, what are you all about? And they were like, we're looking for a technical director. And I had had enough tech in my background. I applied. And that first summer they hosted uh, a really interesting theater camp. I know exactly what you're talking about. The one that my mom wouldn't let me go to. Word. And I was yes. pissed. <laughs> and that was the summer that I learned what heat stroke was because I oh. ended up being taken to the hospital at that camp. Oh my God. Cause it was outside. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, it was well, yeah, only they were, outside. Were, like, it was like a really sketchy, like campground, right? You know, the like super nice, um, Yogi bear campground where they've like totally yes. up. Yes. And we did it when there were still just a few tents Oh, and no AC. 
my god and, and so you were just their td their were, technical was, director yeah, you were doing like makeup i remember was uh -huh. one thing because you were testing it at like the end of the year uh-huh yeah, so i yeah. i taught makeup and i td'd their summer show yeah. and i went to the hospital so sean harris took over and taught <laughs> the rest of the makeup class icon <laughs> yeah. as, as a seventh grader slay. <laughs> as a seventh grader <laughs> So yeah, oh, I went so I went from TD the first summer and then I was asked back for the second summer and they wanted me to start looking at the artistic director responsibilities. Right. Um, well, we had talked about education director and then we talked about um, artistic director. And Both think, big jumps from technical director. You're, you're uh, in a huge leadership position at that point. Huge. Company-wise. What I didn't know is like, this was the beginning of the end for them because mm. it was castle rock players right um the year i made the jump to like artistic education director was the year we changed the name to front range theater company and then at the end of that year they pretty much brought me in and said we don't want to do this anymore um mm. they had some bills to pay mm -hmm. um and they had some things to work out yeah. and um i said great then i'll take it like That's awesome. let and me have it like another two years to actually go back and do something again with it right if I yes remember we, timeline correctly it, we totally they did um pinocchio the, the following summer and then they took a break and then mm. it was in that break that i was like great like let's just restructure yeah 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 um it, that is i mean to take that on is such a especially with them being in like such a really right. hard place like financially especially. and keeping in mind that you're also teaching full time so you know when we come back i want to talk about great now that you've been given this company that is in financial ruin there's no staff or anything you've literally kind of just been given this lump of coal so to speak like how are you going to turn that into a diamond um which it is a sparkling diamond 10 years later but we'll talk about that when we come back we'll be right back We're back here with the wonderful, the fantastic Larry McDaniel extraordinaire, who literally just told us about how she was given uh, a failing theater company um, and just like a phoenix. <laughs> she rose from the ashes. Right. <laughs> OK, so <laughs> let's talk about logistics right away like logistically starting so a theater company like, so they did a show and then you took a year off basically to so restructure i do have to say this i am really grateful to annie mcgee right okay. because annie was like the last existing member of front range theater company that just really truly wanted it to work out like right. for whatever reason people went their own ways they decided it wasn't for them anymore right they had a really hard time getting any kind of theater into castle rock and that was yeah. initially the reason we moved out of castle rock because you know the you demographic hit your head on a, 
wall for so yeah. long, yeah. right? Um, so I went with her to the bank and went to the lawyers and worked all the details out to where um, she made me the executive director and Greg Bell, our mm -hmm. lovely financial human being, mm -hmm. um, he was the only one from the old crew that stayed on. Yeah. And we just, um, we took some time off and made a new plan. And I just said, you know, we're going to start slow, go, yeah. go slow to go fast. Right. So yeah. we decided that Mulan would be, we would mainly focus in the summers because I wanted teachers to be the ones to teach kids. Right. Very yeah. Cool. Every theater teacher looks for a side gig. Mm -hmm. <laughs> True. Yeah. So we started with Mulan in 2013. Did you pick that one because it, you had already done it? And so you were like, it'll be good to start with something that I'm familiar with and that we've already got the stuff for. If we're building from the ground up, might um, as well. That and it was a story of a woman that takes every odd that was thrown mm -hmm. at her and overcomes them. Word. So it was kind of a like... I don't know. I, yeah. I wanted it to be symbolic. I wanted it to say, you know, we're going to do this. It's going to be a lot of work. Plus and, the music slaps. Oh yeah. <laughs> and those costumes, my gosh, our costumes that we had for that yeah. show. And like, you could only do it in 2013. You could <laughs> not do it in 2022 the way it was done. Like we've yeah. talked about it briefly here on the podcast of like, theater at that time you could explore and you could do things that you can't do now yep. uh, but it, very cool so yeah. so let's how did you question how did you book that sketchy church basement that we did it at so that's where you started was it just like i need a space in castle rock who will give it to me um so how did i get the sketchy church basement well we started first by trying to go to one of the local high schools and they had dance recital after dance recital after dance right. recital. So um, we had connections to that church because Front Range had used, well, back when they were Castle Rock players, they had a relationship with the church and they were like, well, we can't give you the sanctuary because you'd have to move in and out every day because we have stuff that goes on, Yeah, but we'll give you the basement. And you're like, okay. And I was like, you know what? Like, we can totally do that. We did yeah. not have enough money to book the whole camp into, I think our first one was at Douglas County High School. I thought it was at Castleview. Or Castleview. It was one of the ones in Douglas County. Yeah, because I remember we moved in like on the day of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I just look back and I think, how in the hell did we make some of this stuff work? Like, yeah. like mm -hmm. the Friday move-in. Yeah. Because um, like we damn near killed people. <laughs> So yeah, uh, the church basement was free Yeah, and we rehearsed in there and got everything ready there. And then we moved Friday and, uh, you're right. It was castle view. Yeah. And then after that year, were you like, we need to get the heck out of castle rock. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, you know, parents didn't appreciate driving from Highlands ranch yeah. to castle well, because rock. You were pulling a lot from your school that you taught at. Yes. It well no that year was very interesting because there was a lot of kids from Castle Rock, and right? A bunch from Mountain. But Rest. then you were pulled, but so but but part of your programming was you know what if I need students to participate, let me pull from my program yeah. and have them do the something summer, which is so genius. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the good thing was is I had 
good relationships with all of the middle school teachers and the high school teachers that taught in Douglas County and being able to get them the information and say, Hey, check us out. You know, um, this is experimental musical theater, like come give your kids an opportunity in the summer. So, so moving through these 10 years, so now you've hit 10 years first off, congratulations. Thank you. You absolutely deserve (laughs) the world. Um, what were some of the logistics that you've had to think about now moving? So, you you know, we just started talking about location. Well, year two, but we added. What are some logistics? Year two, we added two. Yeah. Um, and was that like for you, like a, we need to get younger kids in so that we can start pulling them up? I, I think we started to realize that like middle school, high school was great. Yes. But trying to do something, because if you remember, Mulan was every age. Yes, I and do remember that. that kindergarten, first, second graders with 11th and 12th graders in high school it was not that yeah. was yeah. a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just I, I want to write apology letters to all of the kids that <laughs> didn't move on with us that year. Um, because it was stressful, right? Absolutely. Like working out all the kinks of uh, like a new theater company and a new group. Right. Yeah. And um, your priority couldn't have been every single moment on making sure that both the kindergartners and the 12th graders are getting the most out of it when you're trying to do the same thing for all of them. That's, Mm -hmm. that's logistically, it's a logistical nightmare. So that's why we split it because it, the little kids were better served with groups of little kids and Mm -hmm. the older kids were better served in a group on their own. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was a logistic, the rights were always, we were yeah, always yeah. kind of holding our breath of right. like, are we going to have enough money to pay the rights? Because, you know, you have to pay the rights in advance. Mm-hmm. And so you can't wait on ticket sales yeah. right. to do that. Um, there were a first, a couple of years that my parents helped pay the rights for the wow. shows just to get us off the ground. Yeah. Um, and logistically just and, and you can go as in-depth the process now, now that you've reached 10 years in a highly successful program, is that a logistic that you no longer worry about? Or is that something that you worry about regardless, just because well, it is the way it is? Less financially now and more just like, are we going to get the shows we want? Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you know me well enough to know if there's a thing to be worried about, I'm going to worry about right. it. Yeah. Um, I think I worry less about it now. Cool. Good. Um, yeah. I think we're at a point now where we have a solid base in our bank account that I don't hold my breath for people to cash paychecks. And it's cool like you had me. throughout years past. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would say, you know, before 2020, before the pandemic, we were doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Right. And we had gotten to a point where we had that base and we had a great scholarship fund and we were able to just scholarship anybody that wanted it. Right. And then 2020 kind of killed us. Right. Um, I did every, you, guys, you know, group out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's um, definitely, I have a lot of empathy for all of the groups that struggled and fought and yeah. ended up on this side of it post COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what um, were some milestones that you saw throughout this process? I can, I can think of one. The first time we didn't do a junior show. <laughs> was like I was so scared I remember being like how are we going to do a full-length musical in two weeks when up until that point I think at that point we had done like five shows Mm -hmm. um 
four or five. And they had all either been junior or kids productions, which are like 60 short. minute or 45, 30 minute yeah, yeah. productions. And um, I remember when we decided we were doing 13, I, I know I was nervous. I was really, really nervous. I was like, I what was your take on that? This. I was nervous because it was Jason Robert Brown. And it's hard, yeah. hard music. Yeah. Um, I was excited though, because, and that's the thing that like, I love the most about Front Range is because we take the cutting edge and we take things that yeah. maybe high schools and middle schools aren't comfortable doing. Yes. And we give kids a safe place to perform mm -hmm. yeah. these kind of edgier pieces. So yeah. I feel like that was a big milestone. I feel like adding a live pit was mm -hmm. a milestone. Mm -hmm. When did um, we first do that? Oh gosh, that was Mitch's was that first year as well. I think 13 was our first live because we had Mitch's big we band. We really bit off a huge chunk. <laughs> we did. What was staffing like at that time? So when you got this new uh, new company, you obviously needed to staff it with willing and capable people knowing what it is and, and whatnot. So what was your process trying to staff people? You know, we've talked about all the different roles that a, a production needs. What did that look like for you? I focused mainly on finding teachers because mm -hmm. I knew if you were a theater teacher during the year, you kind of had a sense of what it was going to be about. I knew you could step in the, into the role and get it done in two weeks because you understood the urgency. Yeah. And um, I knew I wanted somebody that had already been tested with kids. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want to bring somebody in that, that didn't, I didn't want to be a proving ground for people that hadn't worked with kids before. Yeah. Kids, that's so smart. And, yeah. you know, that's, I think the genius idea that I think you both had a couple of years ago was our internship program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So now we're getting to people younger yeah. And I think that is what's kind of feeding our staff at this point. But well, it's a longevity type or, of thing. Or if you know. you're me, you find a willing high schooler and you're like, hey, right. you want to <laughs> <Yep>. help me? <laughs> I just knew you were talented and I knew you had a passion for people. Yeah. And I knew yeah. you'd be amazing. So that's yeah. why I was like, yep, I want you. Yeah. And you. Yeah. And then the next year you were like, you don't have to volunteer this time. I can pay okay. you. And I was like, oh, okay. which is, which is awesome <laughs> doing that to a high schooler, you know, for a performing arts gig. We've yeah. talked about that, that feeling of getting paid for your work. And I'm sure you've felt it, you know. Well, and I think that's also the reason why we have so many kids who want to come back and help now. Like for a while there, it was just like people getting community service hours and stuff. And that's something that like we still do on occasion. But like when we were first getting started, it like especially with the younger kids, it was like me and like a handful of other kids who were like there to like do whatever. Yeah. Um, and then obviously well, a bunch of really awesome, capable adults in charge of us. But like we were the we were the hands and the feet, whatever else needed to get done. Well, and I think that's that's the thing too, right? You want to empower people. Like it's mm -hmm. all about giving people like, here's the expectation. Okay, now do it. Like yeah. nobody here is gonna micromanage you to do anything. When did we start doing tech? Because I don't remember having technicians that very first camp. Because I remember I helped out with a bunch of tech stuff. Right. So Mulan was tech free. Okay. And then for the um, next two years also. Tech nice tech free. if you can get it. Nice tech if you can get <laughs> well, yeah. it. Or did, we, or did we add it the next year? 
I feel like so Sean Harris did a lot of our tech. Yes, I yeah, right because he just another student of yours. Yes, so you were it was students. it was literally Sean and I in like her homeroom class, and I swear to God we never did anything. Work. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, it was Sean Harris, and then it was Drew Harris. Yeah. Um, and then we recruited Lucas Reeves, who yeah. was the choir teacher at Mountain Ridge. Yes. So he served as our technical director that for first high year. Musical. Yeah. Oh, and High School Musical? And High School Musical. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. So he was there for Mulan and High School Musical. I don't remember him being there the second year. Work. He helped hang the banner. Nice. Um, And then after Oh, yeah, High those Musical, first few years were also like bare bones. Yes. Oh, we're like, looking through photos yeah, right it was now. Like I'm really getting a good idea of what, what yeah. Front Range was. It was like beginning. costumes and like maybe, maybe some kind of structure but really not even those first few years. It was like six foot by six foot blocks and whatever <laughs> we could turn them into with paint. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then James came on shortly after Luke was done. Yeah. And so do you feel now that you have a staff and a process, like you've created a system, what in these 10 years, like what do you see right now from year one to year 10 as like what you've created that is successful like what do you see is it what do you see in your staff what do you see in your process what do you see in your business that keeps it successful if that makes sense I think it's it's all about systems thinking and I'm gonna mm -hmm. get into some education speak real quick I love that but it, it's all about the system. If you can build the system and make the process the same for everybody every year, yes. then if the process never changes, people know what to expect in mm -hmm. future years. And I think we've applied that to all of the areas. You know, we have a financial process for things. We have yes. a scholarship process. We have a process. There's a, like, we have a calendar now and like Hiring happens here. Interns happen here. Yeah. Show rights happen here. And I think we're finally at um, such a good place in the process that we can start adding to it. So like we'll have the musical this winter that we're adding. Mm -hmm. And I'm really thrilled because I get to take um, the processes that you guys have helped perfect mm -hmm. in Highlands Ranch and Parker and move them down to Colorado Springs. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Taking and, that same process well, and just and what duplicating I was, when it. you were just talking about the process, I think it, I started thinking about how like, yeah, once we got into a groove of things and we really knew like what our expectations were, it provided a, a space to grow within those expectations, right? Because mm -hmm. like, I know what I'm supposed to do, but how now can I challenge myself within that role? I already know bare bones what, you know, what's required of me. How can I exceed that? Um, and I also think like set the bar, right? Yeah. Like yeah. set it high, like just because you are a first grader yeah. does not right. mean we hold you to a lower or less expectation. No. I think everybody has such high expectations. Yeah. Right. It's what pushes us forward. Absolutely. Well, and I think that like taking the risk too of being like that first year we did a full length show, that was a huge risk. It could have yeah. totally flopped. But after we did it, we were like, oh, okay. Yeah. While that was hard, we could totally do that again and we can do it again. Come on, first grader, jump into that <laughs> split. I have an expectation. Um, uh, I, I think 
what I want to move to, and we'll take a break and come back to it, but I really want to talk about now, based on what you've gained from Front Range in these past 10 years, I, I want to talk about what you see moving forward and what what staple you can provide for the community and what advice you have for people that uh, aspire to do anything in any faction that is even close to this um, and, and what this has kind of done for you. So when we come back, we'll get ooey gooey emotional. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> And we are back. We have just been gabbing and, and goofing and <laughs> just talking it up um, with our fantastic guest, uh, Larry Lee McDaniel, executive director of Front Range Official Theater title. Company. Um, yeah. And what a cool title. Um, I love writing that. Anytime I write your name and like position, I'm like, <laughs> power an executive. Move. Executive. Power um, you have completely, and I've said this a million times, and again, I'm just, fully gassing you up in the best ways as you have completely transformed a theater company into a thriving successful company that every single year what it puts out is a success and it continues expanding and literally one week from today is our gala and we you know which is crazy everyone panic <laughs> sheer panic everyone um but it, the you have completely transformed this what advice do you have for anybody that is interested in growing their school program, growing a theater company, growing just a summer camp that they're doing at a rec center? How can they grow all of this? Because you have truly, like a phoenix, risen from the ashes. Um, don't accept no for an answer. That's Ooh. probably the biggest piece of advice. Uh, on somebody... like, a, like personal and like interpersonal level I think for all aspects of your life right if you want something bad enough you've just got to be you've got to persevere right mm -hmm. and if you get one no somewhere then you've got to figure out a creative way to find your yes yeah um I also think learn from people who have done it you know I sought out advice from people like Jeremy Goldson and MC Wright and I asked a lot of questions when I first started all of this yeah um and just to be open to the feedback that's that right. also that's is a pretty big piece of advice right and not um, easy to do <laughs> no I hated it right <laughs> I, like it, it was really hard for me for the first couple of years because this mission and this goal felt so very personal absolutely that feedback if it was even a little bit critical it, it was sometimes hard to process and like i think over the years i've gotten better at processing the feedback and finding the good in the feedback mm -hmm. um but yeah man like listening and and listen to everybody Listen to your first yeah. graders that have something to say. Listen to your parents, listen to your community members, listen to professionals. Like I, I think the key is to listen. Yeah. Um 
family was a really important piece, right? Yes. So I think the other big piece is like, you have to find what your core value is. And you've got to be able to like, not just say, oh, well, my mission is, and my vision is this and this. I think you've just got to live it. Right. Um, And the more you live it, the more people are attracted to your passion and your energy. And, you know, you got to be in this for the right reasons. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're later, if you're, uh, if you're living it, you're quite literally manifesting it because you are like, you're, you're outwardly doing what the thing is that you want to do mm-hmm. right um well and you're very not it's not only listening but it's listening after you've put out something saying i am going to do this this is not up for interpretation we're doing this now i want to listen to the feedback of how we can make this the most successful thing possible and you're only going to accept yes energy T like absolutely like, yeah because if you don't I don't want you yeah absolutely yeah you want it you want to be here because you want to tell a story is that and, how you think we oh sorry to interrupt you finish no, what you're you're talking about. I was just gonna say is that how you think we built such a strong community yes in, in terms I, of like listening and like knowing our worth I think we've built the community because we base everything on family and you know it's it's a sad state of the world right now to where people don't have people and you know we're all divided and like turn on the news right like (laughs) it's bad news every time you turn around but if you can find the one thing in your life that like you can hold on to like you hold on to that there is good and um, knowing you have a group of people, I think that's what keeps kids coming back every summer. Yes. Is yeah. We give them a safe place to express themselves yes. and we accept everybody and love everybody. And it's not just a slogan or a logo. We mean it. Mm. Like, you know, I think any of these kids could call any of the one of us and say, I need help with something, or I'm going to college, I need a monologue, or right. mm-hmm. I'm stressed out about this. Like, it doesn't stop at the end of camp. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, final big question, and we're jam packing it, is how do you want to keep Front Range moving forward? And you've talked about some of it, and we can go through it again. And, and I think that'll tie into the ultimate question of like, what are your goals as a theater artist? Like, what do you want to see through you know, your, your version vision of theater artistry is through being an executive director through education, through all of this. So what are your goals for that? How are we going to move forward? I feel like everybody has a story to tell Mm -hmm. and by giving kids an opportunity and a way to be able to express themselves and tell that story is the most important part of who we are as a company. Um, I think my vision for front range, I would love to see a South. I would love to see a Fort Collins. I would love Mm -hmm. to see a Boulder. You know, I would love to make a network of different groups in different cities, um, and offer more opportunities to more kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think that, I think that it's, it's an easy concept. you're like wow logistically this might be difficult but like overall yeah it's easy if if the name of the game is like reaching everyone like if that's the ultimate goal like yeah like when you think about it you're like oh yeah having like multiple networks of people that are all striving to do the exact same thing 
Yes, but also logistically. <laughs> logistically, it's a nightmare, but we'll figure it out. If you can we'll do this out. in 10 years, yeah. what is it going to look like 10 years from now? Yeah. Right. Listen, to quote the great Shannon Clark, um, yes, go do it. We'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of like, that's how I move forward. Yeah. I continue yeah. to say yes and figure it out as we go. Yeah. Like I'm, that's what theater is. Isn't fully. It? <laughs> it's fully figured. Yes, and it's a DIY. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes, and yeah. every day. Yeah, I'm really excited to direct at FRTC Mars. Like, Mars. it's going to be great when that division opens up here in the next however many years. We've conquered the world, baby. Next stop, <laughs> The rest space. of the world. <laughs> at least you know what I would do if I won the lottery. Truly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts, anything you'd like to share or wrap up, anything that is sticking in your brain that you want to speak? speak out about anything that we've talked about today? I think oftentimes like we get really wrapped up in like the day-to-day and slogging Mm -hmm. through the day-to-day and doing the logistics. And I think sometimes we forget to say thank you. Um, And I am incredibly grateful to the Highlands Ranch community, to the Mountain Ridge Middle School community, um, really to Parker Performing Arts like they gave us a home. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about logistics. That was one of the scariest logistics. Finding a space. <laughs> knowing, yeah. knowing that we may not have a space and we already hired staff and bought rights. And yeah, you yeah. know, um, so I'm grateful to Tanner Kelly because you know what? He said yes and and Fully. that's been we'll figure it a out. beautiful relationship. Yeah. Um, but there's I, I don't do it alone, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I will take the label girl boss every day. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, but there are so many people that have made this happen and so many families that have stuck with us, even in the scary, no air conditioning days. Love it. Of like being in a campground <laughs> and doing theater. Um so yeah, I, I guess the biggest thing is I'm just really grateful. I'm grateful yeah. for the people and I'm grateful for the staff that we have and the fact that like you have got you have taken what Parker is right now and you have run with it. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to see where we go, you know? Yeah. What what will it look like when we're celebrating our 20th? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everyone will be old. Ew. Ew. Listen, oh. girl, I'm already old. So, no. um, if we're talking about gratitude, truly, yes. and I will keep it brief, we want to thank you because by uh, association, Theater Thoughts, the podcast, would not exist <laughs> if it weren't for you hiring both of us to work for Front Range and do and, our own girl and bossery. Do our own, yeah, and girl boss uh, on our day to day. So we're very yeah. thankful um, for you, and very thankful that you came onto the podcast and, and talked about. Um, the beginnings and, and where we're headed and now reaching I know, 10 I feel like years it's gonna and... be like the next couple weeks are just gonna be super mushy yeah like right. I I've I felt like super nostalgic literally every single day and like to this whole conversation felt like a trip down memory lane and just like again like being able to like really process what we've done yeah because <laughs> yeah. I don't think we st- we take a step back and like really look at everything that we've accomplished enough yeah um so that well was- that's that's kind of what I was saying. Like, I didn't realize like how big of a deal it was until we started doing all this gala prep and yeah. 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 
Well, we want to thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you you for coming on the podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. Make sure you like, comment, leave (laughs) us a review wherever podcasts are held. You can follow us on our podcast Instagram at theater podcast, T-H-E-A-T-R-E podcast thing, not the place and you can also follow front range theater company at front range theater company on instagram facebook and wherever else you may find give us. them a like and join us at the gala next week yeah. um, and uh <laughs> uh we'll see you in two weeks for another wonderful incredible amazing episode of theater, theater thoughts. thoughts goodbye